Hello everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Most of all, we thank you for saving our soul. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of any sins we've done, knowing and unknowingly. Father God, we ask you today as we partake in your, your devotional, whether it's a devotional or your word, we ask you to help us apply it to our lives. Help us to be different. Help it to mold us. Help us not just be hearers, but doers as well. Father God, bless the ones that are listening to the podcast and bless the ones that are reading the devotionals. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Every Sunday, we have a new memory verse. Um, but if you're looking for the memory verse, the verse of the day, further reading our references in the bio of this particular uh, podcast. Um, if you're on YouTube, it's in the description box. Okay, memory verse of the week is 1 Corinthians 2 and 2. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse of the day, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Subject, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Christian truths, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it behind me if you like. I'm walking in the light. I'm filled with Jesus. I'm listening. I'm one with him. When we give ourselves to Jesus, we get three gifts, mercy, grace, and the Holy Spirit. And each one isn't given to anyone because of who they are or because who they know. It's all because God is trying to help us achieve everlasting life by giving us three beautiful gifts that we that can help us if we allow it. It's not a believer that isn't filled with Holy Spirit. They might not use him or activate him by allowing him to help them, but he is there. We are one spirit in the Lord. So how can we use the Holy Spirit? How can we allow him in? By listening. A lot of times we speak and we speak over him. Many times if we if we would just sit and be quiet, we can hear him or we feel an urgency to do something that's 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 him. Or we could be reading the Bible. Something sticks out to us. That's because he's trying to get our attention. And when this happens, we should keep repeating that verse until we get clarity or until he speaks. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher. We can go to seminary or even college. But the best teacher is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves to teach us because when we learn from him, we are learning the right way. We are learning to open ourselves up to be vulnerable with him. Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ and no longer live, but Christ in me. This verse I live now live. I'm sorry. This life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This verse tells us that we have been crucified with Christ. We no, no longer live, but live is, live is but, but Christ lives in us. We live this life by faith. Jesus loves us all and gave himself for us so that we can have life through him. We may think we are living when we was walking in darkness, but we weren't. But now we walk in the light and we are one with God and we are truly living the life that we should. Also, when we are we are one with the spirit with God, we also want to walk in his purpose and walk in his will. We are no longer want to walk in our will but we walk in his will. The Holy Spirit wants us to walk in our calling, which can be several things. It could be simply walking in the light of God or evangelizing a Sunday school teacher or simply teaching the good news. Whatever the Holy Spirit has in store for us, we must walk in that. And when we are walk, when, and when we are with him, our goal during the day is to let him direct our path and not to be legalistic. No, 
we don't want to depend on works, but we want to depend on his strength, the strength of God every day to help us make it through into the day by denying our flesh to pick up our cross. John 3 and 6, that's what is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When we walk in darkness, we are only going to reduce the things of the flesh. When we, when we are disciplined ourselves to the light, we are always produce more fruit. It's so many good people that's in the world, but they are still walking in darkness. They're still blinded in their works of the flesh. But when we walk in the spirit of the Lord, we are walking in the light. We are producing fruit. Sometimes if we don't dedicate ourselves more to Christ, we'll start losing production of fruit because we are clinging into the world. But we must let go. We cannot walk in the light and cling, cling into the darkness. When we cling to darkness, the less of the Holy Spirit we will hear. Every day when we get up, we must remember we are one spirit. Now we must have a Christ-like mind. We have compassion like Jesus and love the way he loves. If, if we have a problem with loving someone, we need to ask them to help us. The Holy Spirit is working on us each and every day. We all have something we have to work on. None of us is perfect. The Bible speaks on that. And no one is perfect, but the Bible also speaks about us striving for perfection. And we do this when we yield our, yield our members to Christ. Today, if you find yourself in a battle trying to figure out whether the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, look no further. If you're giving your life, if you're giving your life to Christ or giving your life to Christ and you believe that he died and rose again the third day, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. But in order to hear him speak, we must be quiet and we must tune our ears to hearing him and waiting for his notions. Because a lot of times we won't, he won't speak audible. He'll speak to us in his word. But if we're not reading the word, how will we know how he's speaking to us or speaking to you? We must give ourselves every day to reading our word, praying, meditating, and fasting when we can. Prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to today to forgive us of our sins. We ask you to help us to hear you when you speak. Lord, help us to be friends with the Holy Spirit. Help us to be more faithful to you. Lord, we want to live a holy and righteous life, and we can only do that through you. We rebuke the spirit of rebellion that's in this land. We rebuke the spirit of witchcraft and sorcery in Jesus' name. Father, we stand on you. We stand on your word and we ask you to give us strength. Lord, help us to understand your word. Pour your wisdom and knowledge on us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the topic today is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give everyone a minute to get a bottle of water or their um, Bibles. Sorry. Okay. So let's start off by all us understanding, do we have the Holy Spirit living in us? Let's start off with that. Okay. We obtain the Holy Spirit when we realize that Jesus, we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He rose the third day. If you believe that, and he, he did this for our sins, if we believe that we are forgiven, we are saved and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit right now. So if you believe that, you have the Holy Spirit. Now, it's up to us to actually use the Holy Spirit, to hear him. Not use him like, like an eraser or like a pillow. We, we, we hear him. 
we allow him to 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 walk with us we allow him to guide us we allow him to to talk to us about the things that we want to do a lot of times we we don't go back up to the top of the devotion i wanted to go to the bottom of the devotion if you're reading it you see at the bottom it tells you um i go on and tell you how you know that you received the, the holy spirit but i think it, it was necessary that we start with everyone knowing and understanding whether they have the holy spirit so now that we know that we can go back up to the top okay so in in order to hear the holy spirit we must have discipline to be quiet a lot of times a lot of us don't know how to be quiet we don't know how to sit still we don't know how to sit still at the end of prayer or sit still in general in his presence because we just want to go and because we have that notion that we just want to go it makes it harder for some of us to hear him or because we're constantly talking during prayer sessions what we have to understand is that when we pray we pray and we, we be quiet and i had to learn that because i thought i just tell god everything i, I pray in tongues and i get up and go no when you get through praying pause leave yourself some room some time to sit and wait and you wait and you wait quietly you hear how quiet that is it's not me reaching over checking my phone it's not me checking on the, the scores of the game it's not me telling someone hey can you stir the pot I, I i'll be back there in a minute no it's you sitting there quietly in your prayer closet in your in your car wherever you are sit and wait and you hear him talk to you the other day he had given me a vision and he actually gave me this vision a week ago and i thought when he gave it to me i thought i understood it said it crystal clear i got up i was like great i write it down because i always write it down and so yesterday when i went to the restroom i came back i shut my door and i heard him plain as clear as i'm talking now he said prophetess lou he said lou he didn't say prophetess lou he said lou I said, yes. He said, you, you, you thought you understood what I showed you. You didn't. And he explained to me what I seen and it made perfect sense. And I was like, ah, I got you because I did not slow down. I did not hear him explain it to me because I thought, okay, I see it. I understand it. That's what's going on. No, even the best of us, even some of us that think we've been in this, this, this walk for 20, 30 years, that is something we all got to work on is waiting for him to give us clarity. Because a lot of times we don't understand because we don't wait for clarity. We don't wait for him to make it clear to us. We think we know when he speaks half of it. No, make sure he has spoken all of it to you and then get up. I have never did that before, but I thought, okay, I see it. it, it, it this is what it is, plain and clear. And it wasn't, it was more to it. And when he got through talking to me, I was like, ah, and I heard his voice, that's audible. But sometimes he's not gonna speak to us audible. Sometimes he can speak to us through our word. He's gonna, um, let us just say we're reading this now, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You hear the Holy Spirit say, the Lord is one spirit with him. And you hear him say it, or you get drawn to the Lord is one spirit. You're like, ah, so what did he mean by the Lord's one spirit? So you go on this, this research of finding out what do one spirit mean? Or how many times will one spirit mention the Bible? So you would get 16 verses, let's just say, just for example, just for example, I don't know how many verses you would find. 
But let's say, for, for example, you get 16 verses, says one spirit with him. So you're reading each verse and all of a sudden you come to another verse. And that other verse is, is standing out to you. So you take those words that, that's standing out to you and you write them down and you're going. And that's how you study your word. That's how you figure out what he's speaking to you on. And then all of a sudden, at the end of all this research, he will probably tell you, this is what I'm trying to show you. And he'll tell you. Or when you read that one verse, it will make complete sense of why you was hungry to figure out what this one spirit means. See, when we take our time, we study the word and we show God that we're hungry. We show the Holy Spirit that we're hungry and we want to learn. We want to be good stewards of his word. He'll give us more. But how can he bless us with more anointing? How can he bless us with more understanding if we're not good stewards over the little, little micro bits and pieces he gives us? I remember when um, I first started writing devotionals because I tell everyone that I didn't start off as a podcaster, even though I have almost 700 episodes. Did not start off as a podcaster. I started off, started off as a writer. And so he would give me the title, the verses, everything. And I would just write. I'll hear him. I'll hear the Holy Spirit speak. I'll write. So I think it was after, let's say, two years, he, he told me, he said, I'm going to let you pick the titles. And I was so excited. I'm like, yes, I get to pick the titles. This is amazing. I heard him speak it to me. So first devotional up, I had to pick a title. And I'm thinking this is going to be easy. It wasn't. It was very hard. Because I'm thinking this is going to be easy because I'm doing it. Me, me. And it wasn't. And so at the end of the day, I couldn't come up with a title. I, I, I stopped and I, I said, Holy Spirit, I can't come up with a title. He said, okay, I got one. He gave me one just like that. Because not the whole time I was complaining about creating the title. I just wanted to, to put my uniqueness in it. And I realized, and mind you, this is the first stages. I realized as I'm writing these, it doesn't matter what kind of uniqueness I want to put on it. It doesn't matter if he tells me everything, including the title. What matters is that I'm following the Holy Spirit. I'm listening to him when he speaks. And every time he tells me what to do, I do it. That's what makes, that's why you can hear him more and more each time. That's why sometimes you hear people say, well, I heard the Holy Spirit speak. I heard the Holy Spirit, Spirit, Spirit lead me to do this. Because as you grow and you're listening and you're doing, that's two parts. Because we can listen and not do. Okay. So when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, do it. Don't say, well, I, I decided I didn't want to do it this way. So you hear less of him. And that's another reason why we don't hear him, because we don't do what he says. So when, after I came, after I realized that it's not about me making a title, it's not about me putting my input in it, it's about him. And so as I grew in writing, I heard him more. And I would sit there for hours and write devotion after devotion after devotion. Even now, he would give me devotion after devotion. I would sit there and just write and write, type and type. Because this is his devotional. This is his podcast, not mine. So whatever the, the, the title is, wherever the scriptures is, he picks it. I do it. And that's how we have to be with our life. When we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we must move according to how he wants us to move. When we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, he is our friend. He is our comfort. We don't have to worry about, 
whether we have a friend in this person or a friend in that. We have a friend in Jesus. We have a friend in the Holy Spirit. And when we have that friendship with him, we build on it. That means we listen, we talk, and we listen, and we fellowship, and we stay, and we read our word, and we meditate, and we fast, and we pray. When we do this, we are building a relationship with the Holy Spirit. One of the verses, key verses we study today is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who lived, who loved me and gave himself for me. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Just like I said earlier, I don't do these devotionals. The Holy Spirit do because he lives in me. This is his devotional. This is his podcast. He does everything in my life. And this is how we have to be that we no longer live. We live. The Holy Spirit lives through us. We have died when we, we gave our life to Christ. The person that we were died. We are no longer those same people. We are different. No matter what someone says, no matter what someone used to know you as, you are no longer that person. You are new. You are free. It says, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. I live in faith by the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It says, I live by faith. We have to have faith to know that when we need something, when we're reading our word, that he's going to speak. Because without faith, without us having faith that when God sent his son down here to die for us, and he died and rose again. He did this for our sins. If we don't believe in that, we're wasting our time. We have to believe that when he died, he gave us freedom. He gave us mercy. And he gave us grace. We have to. It's the main foundation of our relationship with him. We have to have faith that when we speak, he hears. When we need, he will provide. Okay. Another verse that we study is that which is born of the flesh is flesh and which is born of the spirit is spirit. When we are born of the flesh, that means when we're living in darkness, we're living in the flesh. You're born of the flesh. You, you're, when we was born out of our mother, we're born of the flesh. Everyone is born as a sinner. Okay. We're born as a sinner. We're born in the flesh. But when we give our life to God, we are, when we give our life to Christ, we are risen again through Jesus. When we are risen in, like the verse said up here, the verse says that we no longer live, but our life, we live, we live in the body. We no longer live, but we live in Christ. So right here, it comes back and says that we are no longer live, but we live through God because we reborn into the spirit of God when we give our life to him. We're walking in the spirit. We're born in the spirit. So that means we walk in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit leads us. We're no longer led by our flesh. We're no longer led by our comforts. We're no longer led by the, the our urges and, and comforts. But we're led by what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. That's why it says keep your mind on the things above because we are from above. Christ is from above. Okay? I'm trying to make y'all have y'all. The Holy Spirit is trying to get y'all to understand this because this is very this is something a lot of Christians struggle with, that to understand that they have the Holy Spirit living in them and that the Holy Spirit can guide their lives if they allow him to and they allow him to speak. And they understand that they are no longer living in the life that they used to live. Whoever you were, if you were drunk or homosexual, if you was, if you was um, 
uh, a gossiper, if you if you was uh, a rapist, anything of this sort. When you gave your life to Christ and God forgiven you, you have moved on. You're no longer those people. You are someone different. You are living in Christ. But we have to believe that. We have to stop thinking that. We have to stop listening to people around us saying that. Oh, you're that same person. Oh, I bet you are. You still that drunk. You're still cussing Sam. Oh, you're still this person. No, I'm not that person. Because when I gave my life to Christ, I live it him now. He leads my life, not my desires, not my flesh. Okay? So we're going to look at one scripture and I'm going to end it because I feel like this devotional it explains a lot it's a lot of meat in it I, I, I advise everyone to read it twice to be honest let's go to Romans 8 and 9 go to Romans 8 and 9 okay NIV says you however are controlled by not by the flesh but by the spirit if the spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Romans 8 and 9, but you are not controlled by your, this is NLT, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And you remember that those who do not live, do not have the spirit of Christ living in them, do not belong to him at all. So it says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. It just, it just explained it. We just talked about this just now. Those who have us just talk about this. We are not controlled by our sinful nature, which goes back to the scripture here, John 3 and 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. It says here, if you are not controlled by, if you are not controlled by your sinful nature, you are controlled by the spirit. We're born of the flesh. We were born of the when we're born of the uh, spirit is spirit. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. If you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you are controlled by the Holy Spirit. But we only control by Him when we allow Him to speak, when we allow Him to listen, when we listen into what He has to say, and we obey what He's trying to say. All that plays a part in it. It says, if you have the Spirit of God living in you, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. If they don't have the spirit of God, if they don't believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and rose the third day, if they don't believe in that, they would not be in, they would not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Verse 10 says, and Christ lives within you. So even through your body, you would die because of sin. The spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. When we give our life to God, we are made right with God. That's why when we look at, um, we go back to, this is a key verse. I should have made this the key verse on uh, John 3 and 6, that which is born to flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. It tells us here that Christ lives within you. So even though your spirit would die, your body would die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Because we are made right with God, we are born of the spirit and we are led by the spirit. We are born of the spirit, led by the spirit. We are led by Christ and we must obey Christ. We must obey the Holy Spirit, obey Christ, obey his word. We have to take on a different approach. And if you cannot hear the Holy Spirit speak to you, it's because you have ignored him too many times. And you are, you're not being quiet. And I say that with all respect, sit there and be quiet. 
Don't focus on anything else. Focus on God. And a lot of times when we sit there, we're focusing on what's for dinner. What happened to Mary at work? Oh, Susan forgot to tell me what happened with Bob. No. No. <laughs> it's hard to do because everybody wants to know what happened to Susan and Bob. But I'm being funny. But all seriousness, when you're sitting there, focus on the things above. Focus on God's greatness. Think of, think of, think about the things he brought you through. Think about how merciful he is. If you can't concentrate on that, start speaking in tongues if you can. If not, just sit there and focus on him. And when you do that, he will come. His Holy Spirit will come and he will tell you what he needs to tell you. I hope you all enjoyed this devotional. If you want to know more about being a friend of the Holy Spirit, please message me. I have so many scriptures, so many different books I can uh, reference you to that you could read about. You know, the whole the, the Bible is great knowledge, but um, we the Lord have blessed a lot of people with the gift of writing and they write books according to how the Holy Spirit gives it to them. And those books shouldn't be just dismissed. So if you need a good book to read about the Holy Spirit, let me know. I will um, help you with that. But I hope you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Be blessed. And please click that like, subscribe button, or the heart button. Thank you so much.